Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 17. Be firm, ye sentinels of truth. God's day of rest is near. All scowling shapes of darkness flee. The morning star shines clear. Hymn number 17. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the homepage you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you will find them. And our theme for tonight is Practical Operative Christian Science. And the readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. The Bible. Psalms. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way, they found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city of habitation. 
for he satisfieth the longing soul, and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and brake their bands in sunder. He sent his word and healed them, and delivered them from their destructions. John In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. Matthew And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And he arose and departed to his house. But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye, and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy, and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying, and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened. 
As they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with the devil. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake. And the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never so seen in Israel. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Luke After these things the Lord appointed other seventy also, and sent them two and two before his face, into every city and place, whither he himself would come. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice, because your names are written in heaven. Second Peter Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables, when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works, all by Mary Baker Eddy. When man is governed by God, the ever-present mind who understands all things, man knows that with God all things are possible. The only way to this living truth which heals the sick is found in the science of divine mind as taught and demonstrated by Christ Jesus. The term science, properly understood, refers only to the laws of God and to his government of the universe, inclusive of man. From this it follows that businessmen and cultured scholars have found that Christian science enhances their endurance and mental powers, enlarges their perception of character, gives them acuteness and comprehensiveness, and an ability to exceed their ordinary capacity. Beyond the frail premises of human beliefs, 
above the loosening grasp of creeds. The demonstration of Christian mind healing stands a revealed and practical science. It is imperious throughout all ages as Christ's revelation of truth, of life, and of love, which remains inviolate for every man to understand and to practice. Mystery does not enshroud Christ's teachings, and they are not theoretical and fragmentary, but practical and complete. And being practical and complete, they are not deprived of their essential vitality. Jesus taught us to walk over, not into or with, the currents of matter or mortal mind. His teachings beard the lions in their dens. He turned the water into wine. He commanded the winds. He healed the sick. All in direct opposition to human philosophy and so-called natural science. He annulled the laws of matter, showing them to be laws of mortal mind, not of God. He showed the need of changing this mind and its abortive laws. He demanded a change of consciousness and evidence, and effected this change through the higher laws of God. He said that the kingdom of heaven is here, and is included in mind. Christian science reveals mind, the only living and true God, and all that is made by him, mind, as harmonious, immortal, and spiritual. Christian science reveals God and his idea as the all and only. It declares that evil is the absence of good, whereas good is God ever-present, and therefore evil is unreal, and good is all that is real. Christian science sets to the wave and storm, be still, and there is a great calm. Material sense asks, in its ignorance of science, when will the raging of the material element cease? Science says to all manner of disease, know that God is all power and all presence, and there is nothing beside him, and the sick are healed. Material sense says, oh, when will my suffering cease? Where is God? We cannot bring out the practical proof of Christianity, which Jesus required, while error seems as potent and real to us as truth. The physical healing of Christian science results now, as in Jesus' time, from the operation of divine principle, before which sin and disease lose their reality in human consciousness and disappear as naturally and as necessarily as darkness gives place to light and sin to reformation. Now, as then, these mighty works are not supernatural, but supremely natural. They are the sign of Emmanuel, or God with us. A higher and more practical Christianity, demonstrating justice and meeting the needs of mortals in sickness and in health, stands at the door of this age, knocking for admission. Will you open or close the door upon this angel visitant? Metaphysical healing, or Christian science, is a demand of the times. Every man and every woman would desire and demand it 
if he and she knew its infinite value and firm basis. The unerring and fixed principle of all healing is God, and this principle should be sought from the love of good, from the most spiritual and unselfish motives. Then will it be understood to be of God and not of man, and this will prevent mankind from striking out promiscuously, teaching and practicing in the name of science without knowing its fundamental principle. God's fatherliness as life, truth, and love makes his sovereignty glorious. By this system, too, man has a changed recognition of his relation to God. He is no longer obliged to sin, be sick, and die to reach heaven, but is required and empowered to conquer sin, sickness, and death, thus as image and likeness to reflect him who destroys death and hell. By this reflection, man becomes the partaker of that mind whence sprang the universe. In Christian science, progress is demonstration, not doctrine. This science is ameliorative and regenerative, delivering mankind from all error through the light and love of truth. It gives to the race loftier desires and new possibilities. Hungering and thirsting after a better life, we shall have it and become Christian scientists. Learn God aright and know something of the ideal man, the real man, harmonious and eternal. This movement of thought must push on the ages. It must start the wheels of reason aright educate the affections to higher resources, and leave Christianity unbiased by the superstitions of a senior period. Beloved students, you have entered the path. Press patiently on. God is good, and good is the reward of all who diligently seek God. Your growth will be rapid if you love good supremely and understand and obey the way-shower, who, going before you, has scaled the steep ascent of Christian science, stands upon the Mount of Holiness, the dwelling place of our God, and bathes in the baptismal font of eternal love. As you journey and the times sigh for rest beside the still waters, ponder this lesson of love. Learn its purpose and in hope and faith, where heart meets heart reciprocally blessed, drink with me the living waters of the spirit of my life purpose. To impress humanity with the genuine recognition of practical, operative Christian science. We, we will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 85. God of truth, eternal good, lift our hearts to revelation, that thou mayest be understood, thou the rock of our salvation. All thy love we have for loving, all thy truth is ours for proving. Hymn number 85.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Wednesday testimony meeting for Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. Everyone is welcome here. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the King James Version of the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We actually have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites. Many of those are in other foreign languages. And as a result, God's healing and inspiring word is reaching people across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church, have found God's healing word, and we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. And we'd like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. It's amazing how much material we are offering. And it's all free of charge. It's all healing and inspired. And it all goes, comes out with the love of our church. And I'd like to point out one article that we're now featuring on the home page of our English website, and it's entitled, Sorrow Not the Master of Joy by Albert F. Gilmore. A very helpful article, and I highly recommend it. Uh, join us also every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock, and we also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Our Sunday school has a teleconference feature that's dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school, which means that uh, many of the children attend our Sunday school by telephone. Your child also can do so. Please call up the uh, church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. A couple more announcements before we go on. Tomorrow, Thursday, we are having a membership meeting. This will be our annual meeting. It starts promptly at 8 o'clock at night. And as a result of that, there will be no 9 p.m. Unity Watch. However, the 10 o'clock Unity Watch is still on tomorrow night. That's our membership meeting tomorrow. We also have a Bible study coming up this coming Saturday. That's January 28th at 10 o'clock in the morning. The Bible study questions are posted on the website. So please plan on joining us Saturday at 10 o'clock for quite a lively discussion. And they have been all along, and I'm sure we're going to have another one this coming Saturday. <laughs> okay, now I will read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. 
This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, press the star button twice on your phone. But also keep in mind, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you, as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Shardell. I offer my gratitude tonight to my practitioner who is keeping me on the straight and narrow path. Recently, I have made several mistakes, much of which were do-goody behavior, and I did receive corrections and rebukes, necessarily. This, in turn, has caused me to engage in much reflecting and soul-searching with prayer in order to reform and be a better worker for God and this magnificent, wonderful, independent church, which is a beacon of light and hope for all the world. I am still on my mental knees while praying and listening for God's direction and checking my motive in all I do each day. I am also grateful for the continued support from my practitioner. I must do a more thorough daily check, and Mrs. Eddie has outlined for us in the daily duties Prayers which keep us grounded in God. And I love the short prayer by Mrs. Eddy. Oh God, show me thy way and keep me in that way. Amen. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and the music. I want to express my gratitude for all that I am learning at this independent church, Christian Science Church, about prayer and watching. There's an area that I often drive by on my way to church that has many apartments and is located in an area where trash builds up, most likely due to the lots of people and the wind blowing trash out of uh, their cans uh, that are full. One day it was particularly cluttered just everywhere. Some of it looked like people had tossed junk around on top of what was already there. I realized I needed to pray more for this neighborhood. First, I started that they could see the need around them and desired to be orderly and clean and care about their neighborhood and that they would want to live in a clean environment. I held him God's man was an expression of soul, beauty. I also prayed to know that they, were, uh, they had the resources and answers for this issue that God would provide. It appeared that there was a need for a better collection. 
but they could not be discouraged or apathetic, thinking it was too big or too much or not their problem. I refused to believe that there was not an answer to this problem and that it would correct itself. At one time, I remember coming across some old watches that addressed praying specifically for one's neighbors and the people living in those neighborhoods uh, and their neighborhood homes. My Plainfield practitioner has been teaching me not to leave anything in the negative. And we learned from Mrs. Eddy that we must pray unselfishly for others. And of course, it was my duty to hold a correct thought of the people I was seeing. During that day, when it came to thought, I would uh, hold to a truth until I had peace. I also prayed that there was no desolate area, no place where people felt hopeless, and that they were awake to be grateful and appreciate their homes. I knew that there would be an answer to what appeared to an overwhelming situation. The next day when I drove by this area, there were dozens of piles of trash, all collected. All the sidewalk and grass were free of trash. It was clear someone had come and cleaned up the couple of blocks. I've never seen this in the years that I've been by any of the areas. This time, it did come to me to continue praying that now there would be an answer to get the trash off the street, the piles that were so neatly put together uh, so that it wouldn't be blown away or just sit around like sometimes I do see happens. Um, I, I knew that there would be an answer and uh, again that, that God was providing help so that they could express beauty and order and care for their community. The next day, the trash was all gone. Not one pile was left. I know this was not a coincidence, for the trash issue had been going on for many, many months. Before, I would just do quick prayers. But this time, I was very firm and didn't let it go. And I had felt very inspired by the many recent strong Thursday watches such as the one on honesty. In working with my practitioner, I'm learning to pay attention to the needs around me and making sure that I'm keeping right thoughts, being active in the truth, and God thoughts about his children, and being alert and paying attention, uh, just uh, instead of drifting off in my thoughts. And I'm very grateful for this lesson. I'm very grateful to be part of this mission, the teachings of Christ Jesus, and all that Mrs. Eddy did and sacrificed so that we would have this practical science and to be part of this, uh, be in this church. Thank you. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead. Good evening. Thank you, Amanda, for the very beautiful readings tonight and for the beautiful music and hymns. I'm very grateful for all that we're given here at the Plainfield Church. And tonight I wanted to express my gratitude for our weekly lessons and to all those who write them. Each week we are given fresh and inspiring lessons to study and ponder and to work with 
and they enrich our understanding of the Bible and science and health. I'm learning through my practitioner's support and her instructions to make these lessons practical in my daily experiences and to also use these statements of truth in my daily watching for mankind and for the world. These lessons are truly a blessing and just one of the manifold gifts given to us here in this church. They're given to us to take deeply within ourselves, making them our own, and then in return to apply them through prayerful watching to give back to mankind and the world. I'm so grateful for all the lessons that I am learning here. I'm so grateful to my loving Father, Mother, God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and her precious gift of Christian science. I'm so very grateful for my practitioner and her steadfast and loving support. I am grateful for this church and for the members and the workers in this church who work tirelessly to make all that we are given here available to us. Thank you all. Good night. Thank you. Nancy, Texas. Nancy from Texas. Go ahead. Good evening. Thank you so much, Amanda, for the readings and the lovely music and the previous testimonies. I would like to update y'all on a testimony I gave one year ago. My previous testimony was about my art career and that I hadn't sold a painting in weeks, not even during the holiday season. I had phoned a Plainfield practitioner and asked her what I might need to handle in my prayerful work to break the lie that I was unsuccessful. She advised me to purify my motives and to listen to Gary's testimony given on December 15, 2021. So I found the recorded testimonies from that service and I listened. And I listened again. And I listened once more. And I began to examine my motives in painting. Was I painting to express God's beauty in his creation, or was I simply painting to sell something or add to my inventory? Then I examined my motives in wanting to sell my paintings. Making a living was certainly one of them, but more than that, I just wanted to move some inventory and clear out my studio and paint something new. There was no love in that. In fact, it was a selfish motive. So, I consciously changed my motive whenever I thought about my paintings. I knew that they would bless others and brighten someone's home. They were little demonstrations of my listening to God's direction and not my own selfish creations. And I was grateful to have so many on hand. And most importantly, I stopped whining to myself and others. Well, to make a long story short, I was commissioned by some previous customers to paint about a dozen paintings for an historic building and some pet portraits, all of this over a two-day period. And my cup kept running over. My update to all of this is that in 2022, I sold 36 paintings. I am so very grateful to learn this lesson on motives. And I want to thank our wonderful Plainfield practitioners for their loving support 
and all of y'all that put together everything so we can have a wonderful church service no matter where we live in this world. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful to be a member of this church and for all that I have learned here about Christian science. One clear result from the teachings offered here that I've received and the practitioner's support is that I have learned to trust without reservation that God will take care of tomorrow. And all I need to do is what he inspires me to do today. As someone who once worried about every imaginary future, to be able to put that weight down and simply trust God has been such a blessing. It has brought the ability to have moments where I feel truly peaceful. And I'm so grateful for all that God has given me in my time here and grateful to know that every good thing I have experienced here is available to, for everyone everywhere through Christian science. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. I'm reading from my diary, a testimony given at this church in April last year. Tonight I wanted to share my deepest thanks for Christian science and for the holy prayer of my practitioner at this church. A while ago I was having a rather average day. I didn't feel very joyous and a sense of sorrow grew within, a sadness at the perceived hateful state of world affairs. In such darkness I wondered how just one little light could make any difference. In a parallel way I noticed also some painful physical symptoms. Well, the physical symptoms of pain persisted as my thought persisted, caught in this wrongful and downward sense of mankind. I realised that I really did need some prayerful help in Christian science. At the time, I couldn't use my phone to call, so I emailed my dear practitioner at this church and humbly asked for her prayer. Around ten minutes after emailing her, I felt the most sublime sense of divine love and light uplifting my soul. This love filled my heart and soul, filled my thoughts, filled the very room I was in, and all sense of sorrow and pain just melted away. The thought came that I was not just one little light, I was in the kingdom of light. I knew that such rapid improvement must be the result of the holy prayer of my practitioner, so I quickly typed off a second email to say that I felt so very much incredibly improved, sadness wiped all away and all physical symptoms vanished. And I thanked my dear practitioner for her prayer because I was absolutely certain that she had been praying for me during those moments of struggle. Well, I laughed to see an email come immediately back from her confirming that yes, she had indeed been praying for me since she received my first email and that she had been, quote, wrapping me up in the love of God. Isn't that just beautiful? Well, that was exactly how I felt. The love of God that cleaves the soul and announces in one's very being that God is here. Undeniable, beautiful, divine, the very presence of our loving Father, Mother God, 
wiping away all sorrow and all pain. This holy prayer felt here in Australia, all the way from Plainfield, again confirms the statement written by our dear leader, Mary Baker Eddy, quote, The still small voice of scientific thought reaches over continent and ocean to the globe's remotest bound, end quote. I do testify truly that we have felt the holy prayer of our practitioner many times since that day. Doing God's work at Plainfield Independent has poured out God's love and blessings on us. I am so grateful for the pure Christian science taught here at this church. We are so forever grateful to our holy practitioners and teachers at Plainfield Independent. I am very grateful to our loving Father Mother God for keeping us, his children, always so safe in the ark, in the kingdom of his love. Our heartfelt love and gratitude to Christ Jesus and to Mary Baker Eddy for bringing Christian science to the world. Thank you all so much, dearest Plainfield Independent, and so much love to you all. And now we have a testimony from Patricia in Canada. The mother of a Sunday school student brought her young son to class about three quarters of an hour early to talk to me. She explained he was really sick and thought the best place for him to be was in Sunday school. So she left him with me. He was very weak and laid his little head on the table. By popular demand, our class had been playing a learning game for the young children we called Knock Knock. We were learning to let good thoughts into our thought and to keep out the bad ones. We started by choosing which ones were good or which ones were bad, and then progressed to asking, would God send us this thought? We talked about which of the Ten Commandments did the thought keep or break, and we also talked about the sneakiness, subtlety of error. I'd made a cardboard swinging door. The rule was, do not open the door unless you know it's a good thought sent from God. I'd sometimes stand on one side of the door and knock, saying, knock, knock, and a student would stand on the other side of the door and ask, mm, what do you want? It might be a good thought, like, I like to put away my toys so things don't get messy. Or I might say, uh, let's take some of those gummy worms that are so yummy, the salesperson can't see that candy counter from where they stand at the cash register. It's going to be easy. And the child behind the door yelled out, no way I'm opening the door. That's a dumb idea. Go away. And everyone clapped. The game got pretty animated and the children lined up eagerly to take turns wanting to be the questioner and make up their own questions or to be the one to decide whether or not to open the door. We later called this game Stand Porter at the Door of Thought. That idea came from Science and Health, page 392, written by Mary Baker Eddy. The passage reads, Reverse the case, stand porter at the door of thought, admitting only such conclusions as you wish realized in bodily results. You will control yourself harmoniously. We were talking about always put God in your treatment, your thinking. 
One little boy loved to say, beat it. I'm not listening to that idea. Get lost. And so I said to the young lad, still with his head on the table, hey, let's play the knock-knock game. We'll play it a little differently this time. Yeah, okay, he said in a quiet little voice. I said, knock-knock. He said, who's there? I said, let's pretend. It's Mr. Head, your head. My head? He said, yeah, pretend your head is talking to you. Well, okay. What do you want, Mr. Head? I want you to have a little ache for me. I don't want an ache. I don't need an ache. Oh, that doesn't matter. I'm telling you, you have to have an ache. You fell off your bike right over the handlebars. I forget it. I'm not going to do that. God makes the rules, not you, Mr. Head. You can't bully me. You can't tell me what to do. I don't have to listen to that kind of stuff. And then we played Mr. Stomach, and then Mr. Foot knocking at the door. He just loved the game. After each suggestion or talk temptation coming from a body part, he began to giggle more and more at the sheer ridiculousness of the game. Silly, 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 he said, until he was laughing. And he came to understand more clearly that body cannot talk to him. We can listen only to ideas that are a godsend, that are good for us. Before the class started, he felt all better, and he told everyone in the class about the new way to play the game and how he felt all better. All thanks be to God for that. I'm so grateful to God for leading me to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. Oh, I dearly love the round tables, my Sunday school class, where I'm learning a lot. Good evening. Thank you. Sandy from North Carolina, go ahead. Good evening. Yes, good evening uh, to my friends and uh, independents. It was a wonderful, the last testimonial, very uh, poetic. You know, I just want to say something very simple. I've always been a religious person. I always love God. And... Um, for the time, I find independence, uh, New Jersey, what a wonderful, um, the way that you deliver the teachings of Mary Baker Eddy, and, and these are the teachings of the, our Master, uh, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I've been having a lot of healings. I have big healings. I'm very grateful for the practitioner, Miss Mary Beth. Um Every day, as we know, as Mary Baker Eddy said in her writings, we are confronted uh, with a mirage, with uh, uh, bombarded, whatever, and we have to be, like the, pre the previous testifiers say, we have to be a sentinel in the portal or thought. See those thoughts coming from God or they're coming from mortal mind. As we know, uh, we experience, uh, I don't want to say the symptom, just uh, say the name of this, uh, this disease called coronavirus. And from the time uh, I encounter independence, I just done the treatment uh, of body. I had so many healings, and um, the symptoms have came to me over and over. At the same time in prayer, the way the Benibeke de Ristoros, 
And it's a hymn. They come from Christian scientists. I saw the that Savior. And also I use Praise the Lord. It's a it's a Christian hymn. And little by little, week after week, I confronted with those symptoms and healing has come to me. Yes, with a simple treatment of body that's in your website. Recently, I've been working as a teacher in a school, and I have not been happy. And I've been doing the treatment of place. I know that my Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, we put me in a place that I'll be happy, that we, we help people enjoy in honesty and in a happy. So I started doing the treatment place. I, I had I, I write the treatments that you have in your website and I make copies and I put it everywhere. So I, I keep my thoughts and I be working, especially in the middle of the night when my thought is more, I have more peaceful thoughts, no a lot of activity of the mortal mind. So suddenly, I put an application for a job a year ago, and guess what I thought? I was I cannot do no more, Father, Mother, God. The demonstration came. The people called me, and they said, we would love to have you to work for us, and I'm going to start my training next week. I'm so grateful for independence, not only for the practitioner means very bad, for Florence, for Gary, for all these wonderful people of this church, they do a lot of work in the worst side. And you know, like the first testifier say when she was doing the painting, she looked at her motive. That she was doing this out of love? Or she doing this because she she's boring or whatever. They're doing this because I love God and I love his ideas of people. And we learn this with the practitioners, especially Miss Berry Beth. She's very clear. She's very harmonious. I'm so grateful for all that you guys do, and thank you for the hymn and the readings tonight. Have a wonderful night. Thank you. Luba. Luba from Ohio, go ahead. Thank you. I want to express my gratitude to my practitioner for a recent healing. Over the weekend, I experienced a sore throat. After contacting my practitioner, I was so grateful of the healing that came about. As a reflection of God, I know that this is not what God reflects. I'm so grateful. <clears throat> I'm so grateful to my practitioner for her encouragement and the importance of never giving up and on staying on top of the mountain. Thank you so much for tonight's reading, and I'm grateful to be here. Thank you. Yeah, this is Bruce, and I had mentioned earlier this article, uh, Sorrow, Not the Master of Joy. Um, many years ago, I picked up Science and Health, and I read The Doctrine of Christian Science, and it's in our lesson this week. 
It starts out, this is the doctrine of Christian science, that divine love cannot be deprived of its manifestation or object, that joy cannot be turned into sorrow, for sorrow is not the master of joy. And it goes on from there. And this meant a lot to me at that time because I think it might have been the very first time I decided to look within an introspection, you know, self-examination sort of thing, and consider, well, what kind of mental forces are moving me? And it gave me this idea that there's sorrow and there's joy, and here's a statement in Science and Health that says that joy is the master, sorrow is not the master. And I think it was like the first time that I enlightened me to how much I had fallen for sorrow. You know, sorrow had tempted me, and I just acquiesced and fell for it. And here, here was the relief. It certainly cheered me up at that time, but not only that, it opened up the door for me to look within and see what's going on in my thought. That was very helpful. And it was, uh, I would say for me, step number one, stepping into the joy of the Lord, which is a very healthy thing to do. And I remember later, after I moved to Plainfield, the teacher here gave us a statement that said, I am receptive to God's goodness. That's a very joyous statement, too. To which I added, I am open to joy, laughter, and fun, and I love life. And I am open to the joy of the Lord. And this has made my, it's a true statement about me. I'm God's image and likeness. So I'm certainly going to be identifying myself on that side. But it has made my life happier, healthier, and enabled me to do more good for God. And I'm very grateful for this simple lesson. But it's a, for me, it's been a very powerful one. Thank you. So take that, Mr. Sorrow. <laughs> You're not getting anywhere. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Um, my first letter is from Oregon. Encloses my yearly donation to the church for 2023. I've been seeing the ads on television and in the mail lately from charities that want donations and my heart aches for those who need help. I decided the best way to help not only those folks, but all of mankind for all time to come would be to help spread the truth that Christian science teaches. The best way I know of to do that is to add to what I would give to various charities to my church donation. I trust you and know my donation will be used wisely. I love you guys. And then England. A big thank you for the latest Plainfield newsletter, including the article and beautiful pictures from Stephen of the island of Moen in the sparkling light of winter. I love his stone stack. What incredible skill. I have seen pictures of this seemingly impossible activity before and heard a recent BBC program of a gentleman who does this in Scotland. The gentleman describes how he uses the stacking to let go of the past and future 
which fits with a recent watching point, and he also prays for others. Thank you also to Jeremy for the article he wrote in the newsletter, which is very inspiring. Much gratitude and love to all at Plainfield. And then this is Virginia. Grateful for the Sunday school in this independent church. Among the many blessings I am grateful for is the Sunday school established in this church and for its dedicated teachers. The teaching, which is based on Mary Baker Eddy's church manual, the Shepherd magazine, the diverse and instructional Sunday school website, including the pamphlet Models of Excellence, which introduce important Bible and historical figures showing the good they did in their lives and the impact it's had on the world, the very practical examples given by students to apply Christian science in their daily lives are just some of the things that make this Sunday School a vital part of this church. The teleconference feature extends this vibrant teaching to students worldwide as all are welcome. Thank you to the teachers in this Sunday School who answer questions with simple truths that make sense and are easy to understand and apply. And this is another one also from England. Tonight I would like to express boundless love and gratitude for the Plainfield Church family members for the light that they shine so brightly, drawing those from the world who want to know truth, to know the harmony of soul when the world would seem so upside down. The work with which the members do on a daily basis is a true work on loving our neighbor, whomever or wherever the neighbor might be. The watches are beautiful. I am very grateful for our recent Thursday watch. As we gather together online here in the UK to do a watch, I was struck by the purity and wealth of the watch, perfect love casting out fear, and God is everywhere. The particular watch seemed to cover all the need for all people. We were so grateful for the work of this watch, and my husband and I continue to read this work daily. With a re recent challenge, I called a Plainfield Christian Science practitioner. She immediately began to pray for not only myself, but for the situations here in England that need deep thought and effective prayer. The world is so blessed by our practitioners from this church who help lift the individual above the material senses, but also are very busy lifting the world consciousness. Many difficulties worked out harmoniously due, the, due to her the prayers, and for which I am very grateful. I am also grateful to express gratitude to God for the Christ light, for Plainfield Christian Science Church, for the church family, for Mrs. Eddy and her footsteps to bring the truth to light for all who participate, for close, for close students of Mrs. Eddy who have left a rich and beautiful leg legacy for the world. I thank you. And then this one from... Mexico City. Tonight I wish to express my gratitude and joy because I was recently accepted as a member of this church. It is a wonderful thing to be a part of this metaphysical community, and I hope soon to be able to visit you in person at Plainfield. The idea is already in my thinking, and God will say when. I also want to thank the Divine Mind for a recent demonstration I had at home. My kitchen had been in need of a major repair for many years, but I had neither the clarity nor the divine 
nor the drive to undertake a renovation project. In fact, it was an area of my apartment that remained in darkness, literally, because among other things, little light was coming in. It was the only area of my home that remained unfixed, like something stagnant. I had been content with this situation and thought it was very difficult to make a change. But thank God and to his Christ, truth pushes and corrects everything in its path. So I took the decision and the work started. I was a little desperate for the work to be finished and for everything to be back in order, but a friend told me to think about the final work when everything would be finished. This comforted me, and to know when the Christ starts something, it is a guarantee that it should end well. Finally, this kitchen was fixed and large, renovated, and illuminated, and I thank God for this blessing. But most of all, because to me, this is an outward sign of the change that is taking place in my consciousness. Truth moves thought and always carries us forward. I am so grateful to, to the Divine Spirit for its strength and inspiration, to the Christ, to Christian science, and to the blessed metaphysical support of the Plainfield Practitioner. Thank you so much, dear Plainfield Church, for all that you give us through your work and dedication. The testimony services are a blessing for all the wonderful healings heard in them. They inspire me so much. The round tables are splendid. I feel so blessed to listen to them and then listen to them again on the YouTube. What is said in each round table is of such an enormous richness that for me it is necessary to listen to it again to assimilate it better. The website is a wonder, so rich in readings. I'm very grateful for all of this and of course the metaphysical support of our practitioners and for all this great work. I don't think I could have ever found a more complete church. Much love to you and God bless you all. And I have more, but I will do that another week. I'm grateful to have so many testimonies and how many churches do we know that go into overtime each week? <laughs> so. I thank you all for your beautiful contributions tonight and such beautiful readings. I'm so grateful for them. It was interesting because today in Unity of Good, I was listening and reading many times to the one section called Seed Time and Harvest, which was quoted in tonight's readings. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Unity of Good, Mrs. Eddy did call it her masterpiece. And it's one to really get into and be familiar with. It has such great healing. So I did find much healing in the readings tonight, and I thank you for them very much and for the beautiful music and to be with you all. Have a good evening. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 96. He stood of old, the Holy Christ, Amid the suffering throng, with whom his lightest touch sufficed to make the weakest strong, that healing gifts God gives to them who use it in his name, the power that filled the garment's hem is evermore the same. Hymn number 96. <laughs>